Welcome to the Guide to Making Money as a Music Producer. I'm Dan Furr, and this is a podcast where we talk about all the different ways that musical creatives have used to earn money. In this podcast, we hear stories directly from industry professionals and learn what worked for them and what didn't work. Most importantly, we discuss how they've managed to carve out a sustainable living for themselves doing what they love and how you can do the same. Hey everybody, Dan Fur here, and welcome to How to Make Your First Dollar in Music. And so this is a new series I'm starting up because I really want to showcase all the different little pockets and niches and different ways that you can make money in the music industry. Now when I was first getting started, my initial understanding was that if I wanted to make money as a musician, it had to be in some form of touring musician or making a number one hit or something along those lines. But as I quickly started developing, I, I, I very quickly learned that there's so many different ways to make music in the, or to make money in this industry, and and you you know it's it's very detrimental to be so tunnel vision to think that there's only a select few ways to make an honest living in the music industry. Because at the end of the day, we're just artists. We love creating. We love to make music for the sake of the enjoyment of it all, and so. If we can do this for the rest of our lives and get paid on it, well, then that is a dream come true for a lot of us. But a lot of us, a lot of us don't really realize how doable this actually can be. And so that's why I wanted to start up the series, just to show you how possible it actually is. And so I've been working in the industry for about two or three years now. And over those two or three years now, I've seen so many different little niches of, of work and different opportunities for work in the music industry. And so this this series is going to be mostly just an interview and kind of a sit down and talk style of show where I you know talk with a bunch of industry professionals and ask them a series of questions on how they got to where they are and what they're currently doing. And so these there's going to be about five questions that I've sort of organized in a way that will allow you to get an insight into how they started in the industry and how they built their way and worked their way up to what they're doing now and where their little pocket of specific work that they do now. So what their niche is now, essentially. And so, again, there's going to be five questions. And each episode will just have a different interviewee where I kind of sit down and ask them what work they're doing and how they got there. And the idea behind this is I really want to just showcase all the different lines of work in the music industry. Each person I interview is probably going to be do something completely different than the last, and it's really just to showcase how many opportunities there are in this industry. And so essentially there's five major questions I'm going to want to be asking everybody. And the first one is, how did you make your first dollar in music, and was it what you expected? And this one I think is going to be a very fun question because it's going to be very interesting to see what was the very first projects people were working on. In my case, the very first project I ever got got to work on was actually sound effects for a um, a, sh a TV show where there was a bunch of miners who got trapped underneath a mine, and I had to do a bunch of sound effects and foley. And there's a part two to this question: is 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 was that first dollar and that work that you did to earn that first dollar was it what you expected? In my case, it was not at all what I expected. I remember working so hard, spending about 20 hours on just this 40-minute 40, 40 episode for just sound effects and foley and stuff like that. And I remember being at the end of it being like, wow, this was, you know, 20 hours of work for one small part of a TV show. Just one show, not even the series, just one show. 
And it really opened my eyes as to how much work went into just creating one show, let alone, you know, movies, TVs, music, um, audio books, just corporate stuff. There's so many different opportunities out there. And, and you know, it really opened my eyes that I, you could make a full-time living just doing sound effects and foley, or you could make a full-time living do all these other things. And it really showcased me the possibility of how much work there is in, in the music and audio industry. And so, you know, the reason why I want to ask that first question is it'll just be very interesting to see where people started and what their first bit of earnings in the music industry was. And so the second question I'm going to want to ask everybody is, well, what did you do to put yourself in a position to earn that first dollar? And I think this is going to be the most important question because this is going to really showcase the tips and tricks and what the strategies people use to actually earn their first dollar in audio. And so for me, as I mentioned, the first dollar I earned was doing sound effects for that post for that TV show. And, you know, that's that may seem like a pretty big opportunity. How did someone get, you know, their first job to be sound effects for a TV show? But it really in my in my circumstance, it all came down to networking, realistically, and, you know, and training. Um, So basically what happened was take it years, years back. I had recently moved back to Winnipeg from from living out in Halifax for university, and I was, you know, I grew up in Winnipeg, but I was new in the city again. And I kind of found out about this new event, this new workshop that was happening, or it wasn't a new workshop, but it was just a workshop that was going on for a weekend, and it was very much an electronic musician's workshop. I was super eager. I was like, of course I'm going to go. I'm going to learn. And I went into this event with the no other no other goal than I just want to learn some information and possibly get my music to sound better. And so when I was at this event, I met a couple people, and, and the, the, the guy hosting the event is actually the owner of uh, the studio that I now work for. And I remember at the end of the event being like so wowed by him, I was like, I will be your broom boy in exchange for lessons. I will do whatever I can in exchange for mentorship. And he kind of, you know, offered, he's like, oh, well, I actually teach lessons and, and, and whatever, so you, you, you can join one of the classes. And unfortunately, the classes didn't really fit with my schedule, but I was so determined, I was like, I'm taking these lessons, I'm going to do custom training, doesn't matter, we're doing these lessons, when are you free? And so we, we, booked, a le- we booked some lessons. And so we started having weekly sessions where we'd kind of just... I'd come in and he would teach me teach me a bunch of materials. We'd go through a song and we would really just he would teach me all of his skills. And uh, what I did all throughout the while was I knew I wanted to do audio full time and I knew it was a passion that I wanted to turn into a career. So all the while while I was having these lessons, I continuously thought about what I could do to prove my worth and prove my value to uh, to that studio owner, so that he could see worth in me and continue wanting to, you know, invest in me and train me and actually potentially give me work down the line. And so, fortunately, in my situation, I have a business degree and I've helped out with a couple of small businesses with branding and marketing and just general, you know, growing growing smaller brands. And um, so I was fortunately able to give him a couple of tips and and share a little bit of insight and just, you know, whenever he would mention a problem, I would just try and find some simple solutions for the problem and, and put those solutions in front of him so that way he could use them or not. And, you know, eventually over time, a couple of these solutions actually panned out and worked for him and he was able to see a lot of value. And I think that's a big reason as to why he was able to you know, why he was able to feel comfortable giving me work after such a short period. Because it was only a couple of months of, of getting trained by him that, that he actually started feeling comfortable enough to give me a little bit of work. And sure enough, I'd 
done a lot of custom training on my own and 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 hard work on my own to to build my skills up before I met him. But it was only after a, sh- a short couple of months of of him training me that he felt comfortable enough to give me work. And I think a lot of that stems down to the fact that. I was able to prove my value and prove my worth by kind of thinking about something outside of audio and just creating creating value when there was nothing there before. You know, he didn't see value in me other than a potential client. And then I sort of started offering a little bit more insight and that allowed him to see me as a more valuable figure and it allowed him to be much more comfortable and trusting in giving me work that that he knew I could I could do. And so really that's what I did to put myself in the position to earn the first dollar. It really came down to networking and really just training in the utmost desire to learn and want to know more about my craft. So that's that's a really key point. Wanting to just know more about my craft is what allowed me to, to put myself in these little pockets to actually make money in the first place. And so I think this question, as I mentioned, is going to be one of the most important and exciting questions to ask because everyone's going to have a little bit of a different story about what they did, and I think it'll inspire a lot of you to, to, to see different ways that you can go and put yourself out there and earn your first dollar yourselves. And so the third question that I want to ask in this series is, how are you making money in the industry today? And this is just going to be a little bit of a synopsis as to where they're at now, how far they've came, and what they're currently doing. And with me, you know, running my studio, Dan Fur Productions, uh, I do mostly focus in on, on electronic music, and I mostly focus on electronic music mentorship is what I'm doing. Sure, I do a lot of mixing and mastering, but anytime an artist sends me stuff for mixing and mastering, I always provide a little bit of mentorship on top of it. And And the one thing I'm enjoying about this is it, it makes me much more connected to the artist rather than just being someone that works on the music it's it's given me the sense of I'm directly connected with with people and talking with people and, and helping them grow and it's a much more I find it much more exciting and fulfilling than just working on audio it's it's a very exciting role that I've I've kind of fallen into, and it's it's definitely allowed me to find these specific clients that are very eager to work with me because they are interested in that in that yeah that dense communication that close close one-on-one communication and mentorship ideas and so that's kind of how i'm making money in the industry today but one of the reasons why i wanted to start this series is partly because that's not as i mentioned that's not all i do um <laughs> working with the post-production studio i do a lot of work for film and tv um both both sound effects dialogue mixing i do a lot of recording for corporate stuff and as well as through my own studio i do a lot of you know artist development mixing and mastering mentorship and i even do a little bit of scoring for short films and producing for other artists so even within my realm of work i i see so many different little pockets and niches of money that i'm currently earning earning money from and within those different pockets you know scoring um corporate recordings post-production audio working with artists mixing and mastering there's so many little subdivisions and so many little sub pockets within those industries that someone could very comfortably make a full-time living off little sub pockets of each one of those industries and it even trickles down even even further than that. So basically what I'm trying to get at is there's so 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 many different ways to earn a modest living in the music industry and I really want to just showcase all these possibilities for some of you that might eagerly want to work in this industry but are not entirely sure how to make this happen. And so essentially that's question 3. How are you making money in the industry today? And that's that's going to give us a very exciting snapshot as to how 
or where they're at today and what they're doing to make money now. And it'll be interesting to see whether it's different than their first dollar and whether, you know, and how much they've evolved. And in my case, I'm still doing a lot of that post-production stuff, but I've just evolved into other ways. And, and what I now consider to be my actual niche is something a little bit different than post-production audio is through my own studio. And I do post-production through, through a different studio, essentially. So there's, again, so many pockets, so many niches to make money. And I just really want to open the door to a lot of you to see how possible this really is. The fourth question I want to ask is what do you consider to be your niche now? And this is basically a follow-up to the third question, and it really just gives us a little bit more insight into the process, into how they're making money now. And in my case, my niche would be, as I mentioned before, electronic music mentorship for my own production, for my own studio, Danfer Productions. But for the studio I work at, our specific niche would be post-production audio for film and TV. And then the fifth and final question I really want to ask about, and this is kind of just a fun bonus question more than anything, and it's, what is your favorite project that you've ever worked on? And I think this is going to be really interesting to, to get an insight on what interesting and, and, and zany projects out there that you might not necessarily expect of, because there's a lot of projects that I've worked on that I, I didn't even really understand were <laughs> projects that someone... Would, would hire for you know there's been some like interesting old like vinyl restoration products where where, where there was uh, you know uh, essentially they had old world 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 war two recordings and um, they had to restore those world war two recordings and essentially you know restoration is it's a, another little pocket and so anyways I think there's just gonna be a lot of really cool interesting projects that people are working on so I think this is gonna be a fun question but the favorite project that I've ever worked on personally, it's fairly it's a fairly new project that I've been starting on. And I've been starting to do a little bit more than directly artist mentorship. I've started to work directly with artists and kind of guide them through actually producing them, you know, taking mentorship a little bit further to the idea of actually producing artists. They come in with a vision, with an idea, and I help record, produce, and create this song. So it, it goes from an idea to an actual song. And I find this has probably been one of the most fulfilling projects I think I've ever worked on. And the reason being is because, you know, working with a lot of these newer art, or not necessarily newer artists, but artists that are newer to the recording process or the, um, you know, the producing process, they're, they're just extremely eager when they see the process unfold in front of their eyes, whether it's in the studio or on Zoom. And it's extremely exciting and energizing to see that energy in their faces and that excitement in their in their eyes when when you start putting together their song and it almost lets you live vicariously through them and brings you back to that state of when you first started producing and that's an extremely humbling and exciting moment when you're creating music to have that energy and so i think that's probably the 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 favorite project that i've worked on to date where i work directly with an artist creating them you know they come in with an idea and i sort of produce their song to a complete vision and and it's just been so exciting and again that's another little pocket of work that i never saw myself really lining up to and you know Essentially, what these past couple years in working in audio has taught me is that, again, I can't stress this enough, there is so many ways to make a modest living in the music industry, they don't all come down to having a number one hit, billboard hit. That's not the only way to go about it. And so I really want to, you know, again, just open the door, give some insight, and share some some share some light as to how possible it is to make a living in, in music for those that really want to do it.
Thanks so much for listening. I really hope this show is going to be insightful and valuable for a lot of you, and I really hope it inspires a lot of you to go out and try and earn your first dollar yourselves. If you want to learn a little bit more about myself, head over to danfurproductions.com or send me a message at danfurmusic on Instagram. I really look forward to meeting with a lot of you, and I hope you enjoy the, the episodes to come. Have a good one. Cheers.